Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder... It's hard to believe that one person can be capable of some of the dark deeds we talk about on this show. On January 10th, 1969, a man began his first attack of many. A man who, in one part of his life, was the perfect husband and father, and in the other, was a cold-blooded killer deeply affected by his own personal loss. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Marcel-Henri Barbold was the oldest son born on August 10, 1941, to a father who was a conductor of a steam locomotive and a mother who worked in the textile industry. After quitting school at a very young age, at the age of just 14, Marcel began working as a riveter and later joined the Young Christian Workers Organization. On December 13, 1960, he joined the French Army and was mobilized during the Algerian War where he acted as a stretcher-bearer. Upon his return, Marcel picked up work at a factory in Saint-Gobain and soon began practicing boxing and judo. With a dream of becoming a paratrooper or a police officer, all that came to an abrupt end when he failed the tests eight times due to bouts of vertigo. In 1964, he married a woman named Josaine, and together the pair had two boys born in 1966 and 1972. Between those births, however, Marcel lost his mother to a battle with cancer and lost two of his brothers as well. Triggered by the devastating loss, it was around this time that Marcel, a man with no criminal record according to the sources, began burgling homes and, while driving his moped back from work, would steal various weapons. Then, on January 10, 1969, he took things a step even further when he shot his first victim, Francois Lecron, the wife of an engineer. 
She, like some of his other victims, managed to survive their harrowing ordeal. Attacking his victims along the railway line, striking some of them with a shovel and then stabbing them in the heart, but mostly shooting them with a 22 caliber rifle, Marcel attacked each and every single one of his victims during the evening hours or early in the morning, earning him the nickname The Shadow Killer. All of his victims were rumored to be women of color, though one of his eight victims was a male, and he would spend some time watching them during his days off to make sure he knew their movements and their whereabouts. He would undress each body, though he would not sexually assault them, leading many experts to connect the MO to the removal of his mother's breasts during her battle with cancer. And he stole their handbags, a rare action when it comes to serial killers. While seemingly living a double life, living as a wonderful husband and exemplary father during the day, and a horrific serial killer by night, allowing him to get away with murder for seven years, Marcel shot 17-year-old Michelle Louvet in the stomach. She, like Francois, survived, knocked down and shot 49-year-old Therese Adam in the neck. She became the first victim to pass away and attacked 44-year-old Suzanne Marianne and her teenage daughter. Only the young girl managed to escape and later described her attacker's eyes as, quote, those of a cat. There was also the murder of 29-year-old Alique de la Say, 25-year-old Eugene Stephen, and 23-year-old Marisette Van Heif, a couple and his only male victim, 29-year-old Josette Rottier, who was stripped of her underwear, 29-year-old Julia Guncals, and 20-year-old Vensois Jugabowska, a woman who would become his last victim in January of 1976. While all of the victims were shot, some hit on the head, Josette and Francois were both cut on their breasts and stomachs. After seven years of getting away with murder, an anonymous call came in to the police claiming that the killer was, quote, aged 35, 1.80 centimeters tall, married to a blonde with two children, no driver's license. He served in Algeria, has practiced boxing, and worked at the Rivier. Marking Marcel Barbeau as their suspect, when a 22 caliber rifle was found in his basement, police knew that they had their right man. You see, in addition to it matching the murder weapon, during the investigation, a gun case was found in a nearby cemetery. That, though at the time was not considered particularly helpful, became the thing that slapped the cuffs on Marcel's wrists. Determining that their killer likely dropped it while attempting to clean himself up, they theorized that, given the time of day, this person must be a frequent visitor of the cemetery and know his way around this plot of land. A list of 30 individuals was given to the police, and eventually, that all dwindled down to Marcel, who, they knew, came to visit his mother's grave constantly. The gun was found in his basement, and the rest was history. His trial began on May 25, 1981, and, charged with five murders after three others were dropped due to lack of evidence, on June 10, 1981, he was sentenced to life in prison. He tried to appeal his sentence, but was denied and remains behind bars. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on January 11th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.